Hi everybody, my name's Rob Scott from UC Today, and today we're gonna to delve into how leading CCAS vendor 5.9 are bringing AI into the contact center. So I'm joined by CTO and head of AI at 5.9, Jonathan Rosenberg. Welcome, Jonathan. Hey, how are you doing, Rob? Great to, great to see you this morning. Thank you, yeah, thanks for joining me. My so Jonathan, you've been a pioneer in the telecoms industry for some 25 years now, according to your LinkedIn. So could you start by sharing your background and uh, how you became uh, CTO at 5.9? Sure. So uh, as you, you mentioned, I've been uh, doing voice over IP and IP communications for about 25 years. Uh, I've been here at 5.9 as CTO and head of AI for about uh, a year, year and a half. Uh, followed my boss, Rowan Trollope, who's our CEO. Uh, I worked for him in my prior role at Cisco, where I was the CTO uh, for the cloud business that included Connect Center, but also WebEx, which is now very busy. Uh, video conferencing, uh, UC systems, so on and so forth. I was a CTO at Skype, I was a Cisco fellow, and probably my main claim to fame for which people know me for is I'm the primary author and co-inventor of SIP, and I wrote many of the industry uh, specifications on IP communications, like in instant messaging, presence, uh, firewall, natural, in particular areas I've spent a lot of time on, uh, and still, in fact, doing standards work. Uh, There's some new stuff coming out um, even this week. So, so that's my uh, that's my background and history in the IP communication space. Great, thanks, Jonathan. It's great to have you today. So we're in the middle of a pandemic. The world is experiencing call traffic and and demand on staff like never before. It's almost overnight, really. So it's it's never been more important for agents to deliver great customer experiences. So I was wondering if you can share with me what you've been seeing recently at Five Nine and how you're using AI to to help achieve great customer experience. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, you're right, by the way, that we are in crazy, crazy times. You all know that. Um, and it's definitely put a strain on our industry. So just, just to, and I can't give specific numbers, unfortunately, but you know, for some of our customers, we have seen an explosion in traffic, you know, multiple multipliers on their inbound volumes uh, compared to what is otherwise usually a pretty predictable pattern. And it's in the areas you would expect. It's it's retail, it's healthcare. Um, that one in particular uh, is is really exploding, unsurprisingly. Um, so uh, in, in those kind of industries, even entertainment companies uh, were seeing huge increases in volume of their uh, usage as well as the request for seat growth, right, as people scramble to step up. Um, we're also, as a result, by the way, seeing back, you know, back pressure into some of our BPO customers who are now providing you know, outsourced labor to help scale these things. And it really sort of comes back to one of our, our core beliefs, which is that, especially in these times, when people communicate with the contact center, they, they want to make a human connection, right? When you're, when you're anxious, when you're having a problem, you know, you want to be able to talk to someone. Uh, and that's probably what's making you pick up the phone in the first place. And so now more than ever, you know, we need as an industry, we need to deliver incredibly scaled experiences to deal with this new demand and be, you know, empathetic and understanding uh, more than ever before. And, um, and AI certainly is one of the things that can help do that uh, in a bunch of different ways, actually. Yeah, so I'm keen to explore 
how AI can help in situations like this, because I completely agree, it's, it's unprecedented what we're seeing. And, and I imagine the, the pressure on infrastructure as well is, is abnormal. So how can AI kind of play into that? Uh, yeah. so, if, so at the end of the day, to sort of make it simple, the, the application of AI in the Connect Center usually is two big areas. There's others, but we'll focus on these two. One is voice bots, chat bots, so-called deflection tools that largely deal with large volume uh, and try and actually not connect to an agent. And then there's the second category, which I'll spend probably a little bit more time talking about, which is agent assist, which is the call connects to an agent. Uh, and what the AI does is actually assist the agent. Uh, and so we've seen interest and demand grow for both of these, uh, actually, um, as you might expect. What the, a lot of what the IVA allows customers to do, the interactive virtual assistant, is to handle the routine things that they, they simply set a huge flood of volume um, you literally don't have enough agents uh, and you, you need to sort of uh, deflect some of the stuff in order to, to not swamp your agents from handling that which really must be handled by a human. I think most folks understand the role that AI can play there, you know, and understanding what the, human, what the customer says, acting on their behalf, so on and so forth. But it, it fundamentally doesn't solve every comic center problem. Uh, it, you know, it, it can't understand complicated things. It's, it's more for simple routine frequent things. So, so let's talk about the assistant part because that's where we can go in and help agents. So the, with, the, with agent assist, what happens is that the, the end customer connects to the agent and they're, let's say, well, let's focus on voice for purposes of this conversation here. They're, they're having audio back and forth between them. The AI is actually listening in on the call. It's running speech to text and then natural image processing to understand what both the customer and the agent are saying. And then it, interacts with the agent and presents them with information or data or can take actions on their behalf. Um, and that is what helps the agent focus their attention on the customer. And, and, and to make that a bit more real, I'll even like give you an example. Like um, a lot of times, and we've all as users experienced this, you know, you call up the contact center and you want to say, you know, order uh, a product you know, something to help you during this crisis. Uh, you know, maybe it's something entertainment. You want to upgrade your TV package to include some new shows or whatever, right? Um, and today, if you were to call the Connect Center, there'd be like this lengthy period of data collection. And I call this the human copy-paste machine, where the customer has called up the agent and the agent says, okay, what's your address? My address is 28 Smith Road. And then you hear the clickety-clack clickety-clack, clickety-clack, because the agent types in what you just said. And then, okay, what's your um, you know, credit card number? What's your postal code? What's your whatever? All this information that they have to collect in order to place the order. Which package do you want? And then what follows is another bunch of clickety-clacks as the agent works through the system in the back end that places the order, often having to bounce between the provisioning tool, perhaps in this case, the CRM tool, uh, whatever it takes to collect the order uh, and, and get this processed. And 100% of that is total wasted time. During all that time, the agent isn't doing the most important thing. They're not interacting with the customer. They're doing copy paste, they're doing clicks through fields and forms that are completely routine. And so with Agent Assist, what we can do is we can listen in on the call as the customer is speaking literally copy that information into a form 
that we can present to the agent in the UI. Uh, and then when the, inform the information has been collected, the agent can look at it, make sure it's correct, make any fixes if necessary, and then click a button. And with that one button click, the AI can then go and push that information into all the backend systems in order to take care of placing the order. So, so that's a good example of agent assist, of the kind of things it can do, and, and why it helps everyone. It's, and I love agent assistance because it's a win-win-win. Okay? The end user wins because they get faster, more empathetic experience. The agent can focus on talking to the customer, interacting with them, help, you know, helping calm them down or what have you, and isn't doing all this useless stuff. And the customer wins because the call is shorter. Because much as you know, we all love calling connects that are most of us want to get in, do our thing, get out. Like that's that's what everybody wants, right? Uh, so the call is shorter, they get more empathy. The agent wins because they don't have to do what is super boring, repetitive tasks that none of them like to do. And they can focus on the people part of the job. Um, and then the, uh, the, the actual business wins because they've just taken a big chunk out of their average handle time, which means that they can have their agents handle more calls uh, and in general make the business more efficient. And for a contact center, you know, every minute shaved off a call, you can directly measure the ROI. So, really, yeah. so, it's a, so that's why we were excited about that stuff. Well, that, that is a really great example of using the AI technology within the contact center, isn't it? And I take it accuracy is improved using this kind of agent assist technology or, or would you say it's more kind of, uh, it's better on the, on the human side? That is a great question. And this is one of the sort of, I call it Rob, the dirty secrets of AI in the contact center that people are not talking enough about. And that is, is that these AI systems, they always make mistakes. Like none of them are hundred percent accurate. And what that means is that the AI won't correctly hear what the user said, and they may not correctly recognize what their intention was. They may, uh, if you speak an address, for example, they may not understand that. If you, let's say you wanted to place an order for, uh, this example we've been running with here, to add a you know, HBO to your TV package, and you, you, you call up and you say, yeah, you know, I really wanted uh, to get that new video thing, you know, the, uh, the channel with Game of Thrones, uh, Homebox something or other. Now, a human agent would understand that that was a request to upgrade to HBO, but there's a good chance that an AI would miss this one and they wouldn't get it right, right? So the AI will make mistakes um, and you have to think about what's the costs of that inaccuracy to your business, to your user experience. And this is one of the most important differences between an IVA and an agent assistant. With an IVA, uh, when the AI gets it wrong, again, as in this, this case, uh, the customer experience suffers. You know, the customer gets frustrated uh, especially if they're going through a sequential menu and they're not sure how to correct something that it didn't hear and uh, they could, you know, perhaps hang up and you lost business and you got an upset customer. Uh, in the sort of the best case, when it makes a mistake, they'll stay on the line, you'll connect to a live agent and then you, you know, you've got a, you've, you've had to handle that call anyway uh, and you have a slightly more upset customer. So there's real risk to business with agent assist. In the worst case, the experience is exactly as good as it would have been if there were no AI, and in the best case, dramatically better. 
So you have no, you never harm the customer experience because the customer doesn't see the AI at all and the agent does. In the worst case, like this one, if the customer asked for HBO in this way and the AI didn't recognize that, the agent still takes care of the order, places the order, just didn't help them for that call. So, so even if it was accurate only 50% of the time, like if I walked up to you, Rob, and I said, Rob, I got a deal for you. I've got this new technology. What if I could on 50% of your calls make them you know, two minutes faster? Would you be interested in this technology? You'd be like, yeah, well, absolutely. sign me up, right? <laughs> you know, but if I told you an IVA was right only 50% of the time, you'd be like, get out. Absolutely, so. but it's equally as important for me to have that human touch during the conversation because yeah. I don't want to talk, talk to a computer that's you know, potentially going to get it wrong or not going to treat me yeah. <laughs> like a customer. So how important, is it, how important is it to you as head of AI to, to maintain that human touch? Hugely important. I mean, that, that is literally our mission here at Five9 is, is to deliver a more human experience for the contact center. Um, you know, it's, people feel like they're treated like a number. They feel like, you know, they, no one wants to talk to them. They feel like customers do everything they can to, uh, businesses do everything they can to keep them out of the contact center. And, and, and that's just terrible. And we think that technology is arriving that changes this, right? That now with AI and, and many other tools that we can now bring to bear, including cloud, by the way, we can allow this human experience to come back to the contact center for as many call, like way more calls than it can today and still be cost effective. So that's why we at Five9, we, we're supporting both IVAs um, and agent assist and other applications of AI. But a lot of our focus is on uh, the engineering is around agent assistance because we think this is the, this is the true future of the contact center. Mm. It's very interesting. It's almost authentic AI, isn't it? Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And, and let me give you another example uh, that we talk about that, uh, you know, allows for um, even just purely experience. So let's say you call up the contact center um, and connect to an agent and the agent says, hi, thank you for calling. You know, where are you calling from? You're like, oh, I'm calling from, you know, San Jose, California. Uh, and what we can do is when, as soon as the AI hears San Jose, California, it can go look up what's the weather what was the, maybe not today, what was the latest sports game that was played? Well, right now we know it's nothing, right? But in general, like what's going on in San Jose? And the agent could say, oh, you know, I hear the weather is beautiful there. And, you know, oh, the 49ers lost or whatever. You know, really sorry to hear about that. And it, it makes for a conversation, right? And it's something that the agent had to do no work, right? All that happened is it popped a little thing, you know, here's the latest on San Jose for you. Right. Um, and that's and, and that's why it's this assistant. Like the way to think about it is like, you know, what would the experience be like if an agent had like a executive assistant, the same type that a CEO of large companies have? You know, you ever see this like the CEO walks around with like their entourage. Right. And, and amongst them is like an, an assistant slash project manager that like knows everything about everyone. The CEO is about to talk to. Oh, you know this is Rob that you're about to talk to. And he's, you know, he does videos for UC today and he's been there for three years, blah, blah, blah. Like then you sound really like empathetic and great. Like, you know, that's what CEOs need. Like, you know, except for the CEO of major companies, like nobody gets that. Well, imagine we can give that to every agent. So there's an example where it's strictly helping empathy uh, and the human experience. Um, and yeah, so we, that is the, 
That is the holy grail though, isn't it? Being able to offer that customer experience right up and down, whoever you're talking to. Uh, yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and another thing too on this to, to and you can tell that I, I really believe and I'm excited about this. It also delivers with this delight to the, to the user. And to me, delight is, in, is like having experiences that shock you. Like, and part of it is being fast. So I'd love to be able to call up the contact center and say, hey, you know, I want to add Hulu to my account. And they're like, got it, done. The, I'm like, what? What do you mean? I mean, like, you're already done? It's like, yeah. You know, I knew who you were. We, we clicked the button. Mm -hmm. It's all set. You know, confirm. You know, we're good. Thank you. Uh, it would be shocking, right, to not have to go through these laborious conversations and hear the clickety-clack and typing and just have this kind of, like, super fast thing. It would Literally, I would hang up and say, that was awesome. Right, and that, that's what we want to deliver. Right? I've often characterized this as like, how do we deliver mind-blowing contact center experiences? And you don't usually hear mind-blowing experiences and contact center in the same sense, right? But that is, that is what we want to deliver for users. Absolutely, it always amazes me when you contact Amazon and they almost offer this kind of hyper-convenient customer experience because they, they pre-authenticate you and they almost just take you through sort of, the, you know, the, the inquiry so fast and, and, and you get a positive out there on the other end, not normally 99.9% .9 of the time. It's, it's truly astounding how, how, how such a large company like Amazon can deliver such a great customer experience. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, and it, it's, it's, you know, at least uh, in general, great software is, is part of any great experience these days. And so uh, that's what we're, we're looking to build mm. here at Fireline. Absolutely. So we're right in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, coronavirus has kind of hit the world just in the last few weeks uh, in, in, in an unprecedented way. So a lot of contact centers have had to, or organizations have had to um, kind of look at and, and quite quickly move to home working solutions, uh, home working based contact centers. Uh, I believe that AI can play a role in that kind of migration deployment process. Uh, could you tell me a little bit more about how, how you're using AI to kind of benefit that, that process? Yeah, sure. So first, again, you're totally right. We've seen, you know, huge instant demand for contact centers to allow their agents to work from home and, and more importantly, by the way, expand capacity. And, th and that's actually the bigger problem uh, with this pandemic is how to quickly grow capacity. And to a large degree, it's really proven the power of, of the cloud. Uh, I mean, if there's, you know, if there's the clear hero of this pandemic is, is not cloud software, by the way, it's nurses and doctors and trucking people and whatever who are keeping the supply chains and health going. But if, if there's a software hero here somewhere, uh, it's SaaS software through video conferencing like Zoom and WebEx, whatever, they're showing the power of cloud to be elastic. Like now everyone gets it. Uh, and I think we're seeing that in the contact center too. We at 5.9 have fortunately built quite a lot of reserve capacity and we're able to respond to customer requests for, you know, can you get me another, you know, Hudgen agents or whatever you need, like immediately on the platform, spun up and we can do these things. So that's the power of the cloud. And the cloud, of course, is a precursor uh, to AI, right, it, which, is, which is helping. But where AI can really help shine with uh, this particular help these workers work from home is helping them in a lot of it's sort of the agent assistant story all over again. Like, how do you deal with agents that are maybe not used to being at home and maybe need a little bit more guidance 
than they're used to being in an office. There are certain people who are just there. They know how to work when they're in an office. And as soon as they go home, they're like, if they get distracted, they're just not as good at it. They need a little bit more oversight, right? Um, and then there's the bigger problem, which is why I talk about capacity expansion, which is if you all of a sudden want to hire a bunch of people who are new to the contact center to help alleviate demand, like they're not going to be experts tomorrow. So what do you do to get them taking calls as fast as possible? And that's where agent assistance can help also. Because in, in a lot of ways, another way to spin agent assistance is it's a different way to think about training, right? And what you do is you take all of the things that your best agents would do and you codify those behaviors instead of into training courses or documents, you codify them into software that defines how the AI should operate. So redoing an example we talked about before, if your best agents knew that the best way to close a deal on the sales side was when you speak to a customer and they say they're from San Jose, you go quickly on the web and look up what, you know, what's the weather and you start chit chat about the weather or the local sports team and that, that helps break the ice. Like let's say your best agents know this, okay? Well, you could take exactly that and you could have the AI assist the agent to do that. So even though the agent, a new agent wouldn't know, as soon as the customer says, yeah, I'm from San Jose, they get a little pop-up, the agent in the UI that says, tell the customer, hey, you know, heard about the big uh, sports game last night, you know. So, so you, can, you can change training. What that allows you to do is reduce the time it takes to onboard these agents and, and make quality more consistent uh, because you can actually sort of give the same feedback to all of your agents in real time, right? And then also you can look to see whether they're following these guidelines. So if the agent speaks about, says, oh, I heard about the game last night, the, the, the AI can detect that too. And if they don't, it can detect that. And therefore you, you have sort of a measure, a visible measure as a contact center administrator on how your agents are doing working from home, right? And, and that's a, in essence, a form of quality, a totally different approach than traditional quality management in the contact center. This is real time. And so it can help get larger, more effective, consistent contact center experience, which is critical exactly during these times of pandemic. Yeah, that, that's a really interesting use case, uh, isn't it? Right in the middle of this pandemic, but also in the kind of gig economy where you know, organizations are taking on, on staff very fast and looking to scale very fast, faster than maybe the world did back uh, a number of years ago. So, being able to onboard people kind of and coach them along the way as they're starting, I think that's invaluable. Yeah, it's a really yeah. good use case, really good. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, that's been the, in essence, the BPOs were the gig economy players of, of contact center to some degree, and, and, you know, and, and what they're now seeing as technology is advancing is, is more demand for their services to allow them to, to fill elastic capacity um, and, and tools like this as they get better over time will allow agents to easily work on, on more and more different customers to continue to improve this sort of elastic thing. And that's one of the things I learned about Connect Center is I, I didn't appreciate this. Uh, being a meetings and UC guy, uh, you know, voice over IP and a little less Connect Center for most of my career, like seasonality wasn't something I spent a lot of time work, worrying about. But when you come to the Contact Center, we'll, we see stuff like you know, this is my contact center volume and then Christmas shows up, boom, like, you know, and like it jumps like 20 X, you know, and you're like, holy cow, like, I mean, how do you deal with that kind of demand? Uh, it's super hard uh, and lots and lots of improvements we made there over the years. Yeah, and I suppose that's when the, the contact center is at its highest risk of, 
losing that customer experience uh, or yeah. a CSAT score. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The, the, when, when the demand is the highest, when the risk is the highest and when the need is the greatest for them to close business, you know, this is the mm. retail, as we know, is made or break broken during Christmas often. And, you know, this is, uh, you know, very, certainly very, very risky if they don't get it right. Yeah. That's a really fascinating point. Uh, okay. So just looking to round this up a little bit now then. So in terms of uh, the future, I mean, we are right in the middle of this pandemic. Well, we hope we're in the middle and there's <laughs> uh, less than half to go, but um, yeah. it's, it's going to be over at some point. And, you know, AI will continue to have a, a role in the contact center and in customer experience. What do you see on the other side? Do you, do you see AI continuing to evolve in the contact center? Do you think um, businesses it will, will potentially act different after this pandemic? Yeah, well, so I think a bunch of things are going to happen. One is, I, I think, even putting aside AI, I think the, the cloud will emerge as you know the software victor here, and it will we will see a, a, a curve that was already on the large upswing will, will even accelerate further. Um, I think we'll also see work from home. A lot of people will go back to the office, make no mistake, uh, but I think a lot will say, wow, this wasn't that terrible and I, and I didn't get, you know, I didn't have my hour commute, <laughs> um, so maybe I should do this more. So I think we'll see a growth in work from home, which again will drive more demand. And I think what we will see is, will emerge with some real success stories for AI. Um, you know, I, I, we're still early in the days of AI in the contact center, right? Um, but I think what we'll hear is we'll hear some customer successes of people who rolled this stuff out, had success, they can talk about how it helped and saved their business. And when you, when people, when people see success, you know, that's when they start to ask, oh, well, maybe I can get some of that too. So I think we will, we will see a, uh, a greater interest and demand for this. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be an overnight switch. It's not like we're going to wake up, you know, in, in six months and 50% of contact centers now have AI deployed. I mean, uh, we, I don't think it's going to be like that. Uh, we still don't have chat deployed in lots of contact centers yet, just to put things in perspective. But, uh, but I think we will see an acceleration uh, and greater interest. So I'm excited, you know, if there's any silver lining in this, in this mess that we're in right now, at least for our business, it's that. Um, and, uh, and that, that we as an industry, uh, contact center and the collaboration market as a whole, we're helping. We're helping the world in the way we can help the world um, deal with this pandemic. So that's good. That's great, Jonathan. I, I'd really like to say thank you for joining me today on the, sh on, on the show here. Uh, it's been fascinating talking to you about AI in the contact center. Uh, and I'd love to catch up again soon. But uh, for now, thank you very much and, and, and stay safe. Yeah, you too. And to all your listeners, stay safe, everybody. Thank you.